Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. and I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. thank you for what you thought about me. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Our scripture this morning is coming from the book of Matthew. This was read earlier, Matthew chapter 16. Amen. Hallelujah. Before I read the scripture, we will have baptism on the fourth Sunday of this month. I meant to announce that earlier fourth Sunday of, of this month. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, from the scripture that was read earlier, I'll just read a few of the verses. Verse 16, Simon Peter answered Jesus, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or Hades, will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want to talk about a fresh look at the church. A fresh look at the church. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 A fresh look at the church. Now, you know, it's customary for me always on the first Sunday of the new year to preach on our theme, but the Lord led me this way, and amen, this is what I have for you to share this morning, and it will tie into our theme, because in order for us to maintain spiritual intensity for God's movement, we need to see the church. We need a fresh look at the church. Every one of us needs, needs a fresh look at the church. We got to kind of get this ho-hum, I know, I understand, I know what the church is, attitude, and many of us are lackadaisical, you know, uh, you know, it's like we're settled upon our lees, amen, and I know you don't know what that is, it's scripture, and, and, and I think it's Jeremiah, might have been Isaiah, talking about Israel, you know, that, that's their, their, their uh, complacency, their complacency, uh, in the Lord, or where they were, and just being satisfied. And a lot of times, we take on that attitude. But anyway, we want to hear today what the Lord says about the church, and I pray that it will. Be, this will be freshness for someone. So we're hearing and we're seeing more and more negative things about the church each day. Uh, thank you. Amen. <laughs> We are all around us. Amen. It's, on, it's, it's been on TV. People, people make a joke out of the church. Entertainers make a joke out of the church. And we sit around and laugh about it. 
you know, uh, it, <laughs> I, 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 I saw this just happen, see this reel, um, and this man said that, that uh, 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 Tyler Perry has made drag welcome in the church. Because we sit around, we laugh, we love Tyler Perry and his Madea movies. And he said Tyler Perry did to the church what RuPaul couldn't do. Now, I'm, this message might get cut from, from Facebook, but that's okay. Amen. And, and we laugh about things, Christians, and we, do, we think it's funny. We don't, we don't take any thought. I mean, we've made, we've made Tyler Perry rich. The church has. We go to his plays. We go, and you know, I'm like, okay, all other. Oh, and this man said, and no reflection on anybody. He said, all of the big overweight women in the church. Why does he have to dress like a woman to play, my dear? So he made drag welcome in the church, and Christians didn't see it. We just laughed and went. We thought it was funny, and we laugh about a lot of things. We laugh about so many things when it comes to Christianity in the church. Now, now some things that happen in, in, inside of us are funny, but we're not going to go out and broadcast it. Amen. We're not, I'm not going to put it on Facebook. Yeah, when I was a child, when, when, when certain things happened in the church, this lady was, was shouting and her wig came off. I thought it was funny. I was a child. I didn't know any better. A man was preaching one time. His false teeth fell out. And I thought it was funny, but I said, Lord, please help me keep my teeth or help me to make sure, <laughs> make sure that I buy, what's that stuff you use? Uh, <laughs> make sure that I buy fixing it because when I get old, I don't want to be preaching. I don't have any dentures, thank the Lord. I got all, how many teeth are you supposed to have? I got them all. I got them all. Thank God my dad had all of his teeth and he died at 93. I prayed that I have all of mine. But, you know, when I was young, I thought it was funny, but I'm not going to go out and broadcast that. You know, and I'm not going to make fun of the way we, 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 we praise the Lord. Amen? Because there's, we talk about this, we talk about culture, and there's some good things about culture. All right. When you go to when you're in Africa in traditional African cultures, people dance and worship. Now they don't do it like we do it. We gotta wait till the Holy Ghost knock us up. And we falling all out and hitting people and knocking the chairs over. They just they just dance. Amen. They just dance. And dancing is a part of us. You know, we, we could learn from our African brothers and sisters about worship because we have adopted a European style. Which is, which is come and sit and listen. And this white guy was talking. He said, you know, uh, we were taught in church not to say anything. He said, first time I went to the Baptist church and somebody yelled, amen. I looked at him and said, hush, you're being rude. <laughs> and our church is not being rude to say amen. It's not being rude to say preach. It's not being rude to say sing. That's a part of our culture. It's not being rude to dance. It's a part of our culture, but we have been so, excuse me, well, I'll say it like this. We've been so Europeanized, amen, <laughs> that we have, we, now we see fault in what's a real part of us, amen. Every one of us in here, 
if you're in a doctor's office or you're in an airport or you're somewhere and music is playing, what do you normally do? You go, it doesn't have to be Christian music. You're going to start rocking to the music. You're going to start moving because it's a part of us. You don't just stand there and look. So why do you come to church and sit down in the pew? You say, everybody doesn't worship the same way. No, you've been, you've been Europeanized. <laughs> Y'all can say it. I'm, I'm preaching. They don't hear. Amen. Amen. Anyway. But, but yeah, yeah. So we, we, we've left. We've made a joke out of the church. And, and the world has. And we join in without thinking. That's why I said to you this morning, don't join in with this stuff you're saying about a man of God. On, 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 on. Don't get in the argument. Don't get in the debate. Amen. You pray. Don't join in with the world. The Bible says, amen, that, that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And that he goes before God day and night and accuses us, you and me, because none of you are perfect. None of us are perfect. I know we, hold, we are supposed to hold the men and women of God who preach the gospel to a higher standard, but they're still human beings. They're not perfect. And just like Satan accuses him, he accuses you. Amen. Somebody in here did something last night you shouldn't have done. Somebody in here said something to somebody you shouldn't have said. If you didn't say it, you had the thought. Satan goes before God and he accuses you. She not who she says, she says he is. She thought this. She did that. He not who he says he is. Anyway, so, so, so yeah, we got to take another look at, at the church. We got to take a fresher look at the church. Um, uh, yeah. And, and part of the reason that we're hearing things and seeing more and more negative things about the church each day, um, and part of that is because those of us who are the body of Christ, we, we're not doing a very good job of representing who we are or who we belong to. Yeah. Some things, would not, they wouldn't have stuff to talk about if we represented Christ well enough. Amen. Certain places I ain't got no business being. Amen. Unless I'm there, sold by God to be there. So if the Lord sent me to the nightclub, he didn't send me to dance. He sent me to witness. He sent me to get you out of there. He didn't send me to the nightclub to buy a drink, a liquor, so I can talk to you. If I bought a drink, it was a, for me, it was a, it's a glass of water. For you, it might have been a Mountain Dew. Are you hearing me? But uh, he sent me there for a purpose. And that purpose was to get you out of there. Or get somebody out of there. Maybe you weren't in there. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Some places I shouldn't be. Amen? Because light and darkness don't go together. Amen. They, they don't. When, when, when the light appears, darkness flees. Amen. You can't mix, you can't mix the two. They don't go together. So someplace I have no business doing. Being. And if I'm representing Christ, I have to remember that. Some things I have no business saying. 
Some conversations I have no business having because I represent Jesus. Amen? And if I'm having, if there's a critical conversation that I need to have, if somebody comes to me and asks me a question, I know how to give the answer biblically because now the Lord has presented me an opportunity to give an answer for the hope that lies in me. Are you, are you understanding me? I'm never to agree with the world. Mm-mm. Because if I agree with the world, I'm siding with Satan. Amen? And, and God, God has is, is given us opportunities, amen, to give an answer for the hope that lies in us. That hope is Jesus Christ and eternal life, not just for us, but for everybody. So representation. Sometimes we don't represent like we should. Amen. Proper representation, representation is always important if people are to have the correct uh, concept of a thing or entity. And it is the responsibility of those of us who make up the body of Christ, the church, to, 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 to represent, to do that representation of the church in the world, into the world. It's also our responsibility to know the one who birthed and established the church, amen, so that we represent him correctly. I got to represent Christ correctly. Yeah, I got to represent him correctly. Yeah, wherever I go. If I'm somewhere where nobody from T.O.P. is around, I got to represent Christ correctly. Because it's not about me putting the just doing a proper representation before you, it's about me representing God, representing Christ, wherever I am. Amen. Wherever I am. Amen. Now, saints, you got to understand that we do not exist for ourselves. We don't. We exist for him, for his purposes and his glory on the earth or in the earth realm. Amen. The Bible says, Paul says, you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. You are a purchased possession. If you have received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, you have been purchased by the blood of Jesus for God's purposes, not for your own. Not for your own. Not for your own. Amen? Uh, Consequently, we are to represent him well. We are. The world can't represent Christ. Amen? I don't expect the world to represent Christ. Are you understanding me? I don't expect worldly singers and worldly entertainers to represent Christ. Are you understanding me? I don't, I don't care how, many, how, how the word God comes out of entertainers' mouths unless they're born of the Spirit of Almighty God. They can't represent Jesus. Well, Bishop, how do you know they're born again? <laughs> God didn't send us a judge. But I know that an apple tree is an apple tree because it bears apples. And the certain thing that the Holy Ghost filled person will not do. Just won't do. Holy Ghost won't let you do it. You're not going to see a Holy Ghost filled person doing anything that represents Satan. You just don't see it. The Holy Ghost won't let you do it. The Holy Ghost is going to convict you 
And because you are born of his spirit, that conviction takes root and you just, I can't do that. Can't do that. Just can't do that. Now, there's some things you have to watch out for because the love of money is the root of all evil. So you got to watch out. That's why it takes, it takes some really saved, Holy Ghost-filled people in the entertainment world to not compromise because the money, the money, somebody say the money. Yeah. Anyway, let me go on and preach this word. Amen. I hope y'all are listening. Improper representation leads to improper or wrong concepts of false images or inaccurate dissemination or the dissemination of the inaccurate information of who the church is and will lead, as it's doing today, to many people rejecting the church. Because false information has been disseminated, whether through word of mouth, whether through image, through what we display, to what, or to what, through what we do, false information has been disseminated. So what's been disseminated is you can be every, anything you want to be and call yourself a Christian. You can do anything you want to do and call yourself a Christian. You can do anything you want to do and call yourself a church. Well, you can call yourself a church, but you might be the church of Satan. You ain't the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> certain things just don't line up with Christ. Is that the truth? Can you say certain things just don't line up with Christ? They just don't. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the sad things about this is that for a lot of people, what they see when it comes to the church it's not always the true reflection of who or what the church is. However, we are visual people, all right? What we see many times carries more weight than anything else. Consequently, I sense the Lord saying that he wants us to take a fresh look at the church so that we can see and understand her from his perspective. Now, you don't... Today, you may not hear a lot about the church being reflected as her, all right? Uh, but we're the bride of Christ. Amen. And the Lord is not gay. So the church is not him. Amen. Can somebody say amen? I ain't throwing off on nothing. We got to line up with Christ. Amen. If we're the church, we have to line up the Christ. So the Bible speaks of the church as the bride of Christ. Amen. So in theological circles, we grew up hearing when we refer to the church as her, not it. The church is not an it because the church is a living entity. This building is not the church. We are the church. We are human beings. Amen. Blood, 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 washed, blood flowing through us, air flowing through us, oxygen in our bodies. We are human beings. We are not an it. All right. Church, church, church. Amen. So in, in the New Testament, we, in, the, in, the, in, in the book of Acts, we need the church. And it's, in the Greek, the Greek term ekklesia is the term that's used for church, the called out ones. Called, can you say called out? 
What are you called out from? What are you called out from? Somebody said, what am I called out from? Now, if, if anything and everybody is a church, then why do you need to be called out? Because what are you called out from? Just stay in what you're doing because you ain't nothing special about you. You're just like everybody else in the world. You do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. So you got to ask you, that's the question. If we are a called out assembly, what are we called out from? We're called out from darkness. And we're called into, into the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, of the light of Jesus Christ. Amen? The church was a new movement that arose after Jesus' resurrection. The members of the early church sought to adhere to the confession of Jesus as Lord amid an idolatrous, pluralistic culture. Now, let me talk a little bit about pluralism. Amen? Because part of the reason that the early Christians were persecuted, now, Christianity comes out of Judaism. And when God called Abraham and when God gives the law, God says, the, 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 in, the, the, in the Ten Commandments, is that the Lord, your God, is one. He's one. Christianity comes out of that oneness. So, when we talk about the Trinity, we're not, not talking about three different gods. We're talking about one God. But when you talk about pluralism and you understand ancient cultures and, well, all of us are not ancient because we're doing the same thing today. But when you understand ancient cultures, you understand that they served many different gods. If you are a student of the Bible, you know when Paul went to Athens, he talked about the, the idols that they have to all of these different gods. Isis, Diana, and, and all, I, I don't know all the names of all of them. He said, but you have an inscription to the unknown God. He is the God that I want to declare to you. Now, 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 pluralistic societies and pluralistic cultures, even in Africa, accepted everybody's God. They had a fertility God. They had a sun God. They had a uh, moon God. They probably had a star God. They had, they, had, they had a prosperity God. They had a chair God. They had a whatever kind of God that they thought they needed. But Judaism says we serve one God. Judaism comes out of, Christianity comes out of Judaism serving that same one God and Christians reject pluralism in religion. I thought about that and I remember when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up into the mountain of transfiguration. And he was transfigured before them and, 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 and some of the prophets appeared down the mountain but when the vision was over, the Bible says they only saw Jesus. Jesus alone was there. One. Christians reject pluralism. So you can't serve God and Buddha. We have to be careful <laughs> When we engage in certain practices, 
Don't pick up a practice unless you know the root of it. So don't be getting involved in yoga and you're a Christian. Do you know the root? Do you know what you're doing? Oh, you say, I'm just doing the exercise. No, you're not. You're participating. You're, you're taking this body and you're putting it and you're, you, 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 you are synchronizing it with a false religion. We serve one God. So the Christians were persecuted because they refused to accept the gods of Rome. And because they were, they were different, they stood out. They said, Jesus and Jesus only will we serve. And they were persecuted. Well, now, for us today, you know, for those of us who don't want to take a stand, we won't be persecuted because we're going to go along with whatever the world says. The Lord says, that's not the church. That's not the church. That's not the church. We find our identity. We find our existence. We find our identity. We find our ministry rooted in the existence, the character, and the purposes of God. This is not of human origin. The church is not of human origin. The existence, the identity, and the ministry of the church is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Amen. At least those of us who behold it and see and understand what God wants and is doing. And this existence, this identity, and this ministry has not and cannot change regardless of what people or regardless of what society or time does or says. Because the church is not of human origin. The church is of God, and God does not change. The church is not subject to human control. The church is not subject to human manipulation. Not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus stated to his disciples, amen, about the church upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Listen. Human institutions might succumb to the manipulation and the pressure of society and Satan, the prince of the power of the air, but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will never succumb. Now, if you're saying, that's not the church I know, that's what I'm saying to you. We got to get a fresh revelation of the church. Amen? Yeah. You say, but what about what we're seeing these days? See what you will, but I submit to you that a lot of what you see that you call church is not the church, not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are seeing human institutions. You are seeing human organizations. You are seeing human monuments built unto men succumbing to the pressures, the lures, the enticement of society, the manipulation of society and Satan. You are not seeing the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord never called us to build institutions to ourselves. He did not. He did not. I thank God for this ministry, but it is not a monument to me. Are you understanding me? This church is for the glory of God. I'm not saying we're perfect and we're not perfect, but it's not built for a monument for me.
I don't manipulate what goes on here. I'm not here for money. I can write a check. My name is on the account, but I don't deposit any money in the account. The only time I'll sign a check is when there's nobody else to do it. The only time. Because I'm not taking, if I steal, I'm stealing from myself and from God. I ain't stealing from you. And I'm not going to manipulate you to get money out of you. My God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If I don't have it and you can't bless me with it, I will wait on God. Are you understanding me? I'm, this, this, this is not about manipulation. When I ask you to serve, it's unto the Lord. It's not unto me. I appreciate the respect, but you better be serving unto the Lord, unto the Lord, because I can't put you in heaven. I cannot reward you, amen, like God will reward you. You better be serving us unto the Lord. Amen. I didn't, I didn't establish this church so I could have an income. Amen. Thank you for the, for the salary. But I got an education. I got skills and abilities. Amen. I can go get another job. So I didn't, I didn't establish this ministry so I could have an income. So my family, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. We have to be really careful. We have to be really careful. And listen, you don't have to be a mega church to get caught up in the wrong thing. If you all give me an appreciation, you'll never see me put my cash up on Facebook. If you want to bless me, you can ask me for my cash app. I'm not asking the whole world to send me money on cash app. My birthday come around, I'm not putting my cash app on Facebook. It's not about us getting money. Come on, do the work of ministry and God will bless you. God will meet your need, amen? Labor in the field, glory to the name of Jesus and God will add people to you who will see the work and want to do the work but it's not about a monument unto ourselves. Whew, Jesus replied, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Lord have mercy. As we take a first look at the church, one of the things you note from this text is that you need to have a personal relation, revelation, a personal revelation of who the Lord of the church is. People have joined the church just like they're joining an organization. Amen. We still, we still invite you to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. Amen. And we try to explain to you what salvation is. Because church membership and salvation can be two different things. Yeah. Now, I, I, I said to my son, I said, son, you need to connect with a church. Now, you've been in St. Louis too long, and you're not part of a church. He said, well, Dad, they don't give an invitation like, like you all do at home. He said, I've been going, but they don't ever give an invitation. They have cards, and you fill out the card if you want to be a member. Well, you know, that makes, that makes people feel comfortable, I guess. I'm, I'm old here, I know. I'm 69. I come from a different generation. 
But young people, let me tell you something. If you can identify with all the stuff you identify with, why can't you identify with Christ publicly? What's so shameful about standing up and saying, I want Jesus to be my Lord? What's so shameful about that? I don't understand it. I'm old. I know we grew up. We didn't even do that because in the church I grew up in, we went to the front and we shook the pastor's hand. And we just said it to the pastor. Then he told the church, well, that's not the way the Bible says do it. I believe that you got to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I believe that if I'm ashamed of him before men, he'll be ashamed of me before my Father in heaven. So I'm not going to be ashamed of Jesus. I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. And I didn't start getting glad when I got to be 40 years old. Did y'all catch that? I was happy to be a part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. At 10 years old, amen, I walked down that aisle. Nobody, mama didn't tell me it was time. You know how old people would say, you know, all right, now you're getting older. It's time for you to accept Jesus. No, mama didn't tell me, daddy. I heard the preaching of the gospel, and I wanted to give my life to Jesus. As much as I understood, and I was glad to walk down that aisle. And glad to tell a preacher I wanted to accept Jesus as my, as my Savior and my Lord. And I'm still glad today. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, so now, in this text, Jesus asked the disciples a question. I'm not going to preach this whole sermon because I'm at page two. I got four more pages to go. So after a while, I'm going to tell you that's enough. All right. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. So in this text, Jesus asked his disciples a question. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And I'm probably quoting King James, and we're reading NIV. He says, um, yeah, and, 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 and so Peter, they answered him. And, and Jesus said, but who do you say I am? Then Peter answered and said, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed, somebody said revealed. This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. All right? We'll stop right there. Blessed are you, Simon Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. He says, and I'll tell you what I'm going to go on. I'll tell you that you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. Well, what is the rock that Jesus built the church on? The rock was not Peter because Peter is a man. But Peter makes a confession of faith in Jesus as Lord and Messiah. Lord in Christ, all right? And upon this faith in me, Jesus, Jesus is the rock. I build my church. Now, if faith in Christ, amen, is what, if Jesus is what the church, is who the church is built on, and, and it, it, it was his confession of faith that he, that Jesus acknowledged and, and made the statement, then apparently to be a part of the church takes faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't be a part of Christ and his church without this very same faith. What did Jesus say to Nicodemus? Now, this is a different term, but Jesus, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. You know, it's like today, you know, people, nah, I ain't getting up and going up front. You want to come by night. Okay, so Nicodemus came by night. Maybe that's your out. Okay. 
Nicodemus didn't want the other Pharisees to know that he was going to talk to Jesus, but he heard the gospel. Jesus said to Nicodemus, to make a long story short, you must be born again. For that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So what is this? how do you get born again? By the spirit of the Lord coming to live in you. How does the spirit of the Lord come to live in you and create a new birth? Because you exercise faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Please come into my life and be my Lord, be my Savior. He doesn't come down from heaven to come live in you, but the Holy Ghost is already here. And the Holy Ghost comes and lives inside of you. And the Holy Ghost creates this new birth. He is the presence of Christ in your life. That's how you become a part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you understand it's not just about the church because Jesus went on to talk to Nicodemus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he said, unless one is born again, he cannot enter. So unless there's this Holy Spirit birth, there is no revelation of what God and his kingdom is all about. You see a building and you see a people. You come and you like the people. You like the songs. You know it's right to be a part of the church. And you connect to those people in that building. But when did you connect to Jesus? Mm. It's not just enough to like the songs. You got to fall in love with Jesus. Liking the songs might be the entryway. But don't stop with liking the songs. You gotta, you're not born again just because, you, just because you like the song. The Spirit of God has to come and live in you and create this new birth. Amen? Amen. On the day of Pentecost, amen, we see on the day of Pentecost, amen, when the Holy, when Holy Spirit came and indwelt the world and indwelt believers, amen, we see that happening and Peter preached the word that day and folk were convicted by the word that Peter preached, amen, and in Acts chapter, uh, chapter 2 verse, verse 37, amen, after they heard the word preached, somebody said they heard the word preached, amen, they said to Peter, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's how they got into the church. They didn't sign a card. And everybody was down there at Pentecost didn't get saved. But those who, about 3,000 of those received Christ that day. That's how they came into the church. That's how they, let, let me go on. Amen. In Acts chapter 8, amen. Uh, uh, yeah. You see Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. You meet this man, and he's reading from the book of Isaiah. And, and the Lord sent Peter. I tell you, God is, is amazing. Amen. He just sent Philip. Amen. Philip just came. God can do what he wants to do. Amen. Don't, don't worry about that. Amen. You somewhere, and you need God. God can get to you wherever you are. But you got you to be open to him. So he's reading about this Christ. And, and God sent Philip and told Philip, join the chariot. The chariot. And, and, and Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I understand? How can I understand unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. And as Philip explained the scriptures to him, they came to some water 
And the man said to Philip, see, here is some water. What hinders me from being baptized? That man believed the prophetic word about Jesus. He believed, he heard it, he believed it, he yielded his life to Jesus and was baptized that very same day. He wasn't joining a church. He wasn't, he, he wasn't joining a building. He was joining Jesus, the Lord of the church. He wasn't giving his hand to Philip. He was giving his heart. He'd given his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That man received the personal revelation of Jesus, believed and was baptized. And it is believed that that man was the founder of the Coptic church in Ethiopia. Saints, we must see that the church is not a human organization that you can join. Church membership is by revelation and by relationship, not simply by information and connection. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be. That makes all of the difference in the world. Being born again, we want to please the one who lives inside of us. God is not sitting high and looking low. God is with me everywhere I go. Hallelujah. He's with me right now. He's with me when I'm on the highway. Amen. He's with me when I lay in my bed at night. He's with me on the airplane. I don't have to ask him to be with me. He's just with me. Amen. Because he lives in me. Are you understanding me? Amen. Because I've been born again by the spirit of almighty God. And I connected to the church because I wanted to be a part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. The second thing the Lord wants us to know about his church, as we take a fresh look at her, is that we have to look at him too. Looking at God, we see that God is not stagnant. Since God is not stagnant, his church is not stagnant. God is not sitting still. God is not standing still. Like a river that constantly flows, that never stops running, God never stops moving. Now, you know, I, I, I was going to, and I used the term the other day, and I thought about it as I was work, reworking this message last night. I used the term fluid, and, and so you know, water is fluid, and water is liquid, and, and water moves. This, this, this organ stays right here until somebody moves it. Our God is not like that. Some people worship gods that they have to move around. You know why people have so many Buddhas? Now, what kind of God is that? They have hands. They can't do anything. They got mouths. People take food and put around Buddha, and that food stay there until it rot because Buddha can't eat anything. I use the term fluid, and then I thought about society today. Somebody shared something with me, and I thought about that. And I said, now, let me make sure that we understand what, if we say God is fluid, we don't mean that God is changing with the wind. We mean that God is a spirit and he moves wherever he wants to move. 
God's character doesn't change. He's still holy. Amen. If we decide to be unholy, God is still holy. If we decide to be unfaithful, God is still faithful. His character does not change. If we decide to be unloving, he still loves because he is still God and God is love. Amen. Our theme for this year is maintaining spiritual intensity for God's movement. Now, we, we understand that God is moving. And since the beginning of his movement, God has continuously worked to bring about the fulfillment of his mission. Through his church, he is continuing his mission. Upon this rock, I will build. Somebody say, will build. He didn't say, I have built my church. He said, I will build. Amen. He is in the process. He is continuing. In every generation, he is building his church. It's progression. It's an ongoing process in every generation. God is not stuck in time. He is not even in time. He is over time. But he uses time for his purposes and his glory. In the building of his church, he's on the move. In John chapter 5, verse 17, John records that Jesus is saying, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. Now, we are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. I want you to hear me now. We are the body. Christ is the head. We are the body. The head is given direction. If Jesus is saying, amen, that that my father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. This is in the present tense. He didn't say my father was, and he said I was. He said I too am working. Then what is his body supposed to be doing? Working. Y'all said it like you were scared. Amen. Because we're always on the move. Always, always, always. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, the Trinity was at work. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Amen. They were in that upper room. Amen. They were waiting like the Lord told them. And when the day of Pentecost fully came, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the house wherein they were sitting. And there lit upon them cloven tongues like as a fire. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave their utterance. And there were in Jerusalem people from all over the then known world. God didn't leave them in the room. God brought them out of the room. Like we come in the sanctuary and we worship and the Holy Spirit falls, amen, and people begin to speak in tongues and prophesy and what have you, amen, or I shouldn't say fall, no. The Holy Spirit moves, stirs us. That's not for us to stay in the sanctuary with it. Amen. The church has spent too much time ministering to the same people over and over and over again. Oh, y'all yeah, remember the day we'd go to conferences and meetings and then we'd have an altar call, amen, and then the same people every night at the altar laying hands on them and they're falling down. I was in Malawi. We had a meeting and, and, and Pastor Apostle Japan was casting out spirits and this one boy, I wanted to slap him. This one boy, he'd be at the altar, amen, because he needed that knocked out of him. He'd be at the altar and he'd, blah, 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 and he'd, get, he'd get the demon cast out of him and he'd go throw his little, y'all remember Apostle Japan in the little bags, right? He'd go throw his little bag away and here he come running back to the altar. Maybe at 15 demons. I don't know what he had. Amen. We spent too much time ministering to the same people. 
over and over again. Saints, I'm ministering to you so you can go get somebody else. Next Sunday, let me minister to some new people. Next Sunday, let me minister to some new people. Next Sunday, let me minister to some new people. Next Sunday, let me minister to some new people. Ooh. Yeah, let, I, I'm going to stop after this. I'm not going to do point three. At Cornelius' house, they were ministering. God was ministering. Peter preached. He didn't even have to lay hands. They believed the word. And they received the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hmm. He's moving. And because God is who he is, the almighty, all-wise, all-powerful God, there is nothing man can do to stop him from moving and working in the earth realm. Just like man can't stop a river from flowing, you can't stop God nor his church from moving. You say, well, they build a dam. Have you ever seen a dam? Go to the other side of the dam and look. If man built the dam, man has to make an opportunity for some water to come out on the other side because water is powerful. And if the water stays blocked up, it's going to overflow the dam or it's going to break the dam down. Are you understanding me? You can't stop God. Man can't stop. I know the devil is fighting the church. I know the world is fighting the church. But let them fight. Amen. God says, my church is victorious. Amen. You can't. Oh, Paul was, Saul was on his way to persecute the church. They were trying to stop the work of Christ. Amen. But the Lord met him on the road to Damascus and knocked him off of his beast and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Don't you know you can't kick against the prick? You can't stop God's movement. You can't stop God's church. Saints, be encouraged. I don't care what you see. God's church will live. God's church will move. God's church will grow. Ooh. Oh, my, 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 my. I'll tell you today, neither the world nor the governments of this world, no drug dealer, no politician, no entertainer. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Nobody in the music industry, not even Satan himself, can stop God from moving. Say what you want to say. Amen. Do what you want to do. But you won't stop God's church. You might mock man's organization, but you can't mock God's church and win. Ooh. The church... Somebody ought to shout the church. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ was birthed in power. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ lives in power. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ moves in power. The gates of hell. The gates of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. 
Oh, I got it. I'm sorry, Lord. I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say the last point. Amen. I might as well go on and finish this. It's just a few minutes. Amen. Amen. Jesus said to Peter, hallelujah, and you are Peter. Hallelujah. Upon this rock I build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He gave us a key. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time you got a key, you've got access. Hallelujah. You've got access. If I give you the key to my car, you've got access to my car. If I give you the key to my house, you've got access to my house. Saints, we've got access. Somebody shout, I've got access. Hallelujah. When I think about heaven, I think about a big warehouse. Hallelujah. A big storehouse that has everything inside. Hallelujah. Amen. The only thing about heaven is it got more than an earthly warehouse. But the Lord gave me the key. So everything that's in heaven, I've got access to it. Are you understanding me? Everything that's in heaven, I've got access to it. You've got access to it. I've given you the key. My, 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 my. Somebody ought to open the door. Say, open the door. Go inside. Get what you need. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I thought about this war in Ukraine. Amen. We've been sending aid so that they can buy more weapons. But in the kingdom, I don't have to call on the president of the United States. In the kingdom, I don't have to call on, amen, the president of Mexico. In the kingdom, I already got the key. I've got access to every weapon I need. I've got access to every provision I need. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, we're not beggars. I said, we're not beggars. We're not barely getting along. Oh, my God. Are, are you hearing me? Oh, my goodness. Everything I need is in the kingdom. And I've got the key. I've not been outsourced by Satan, out-resourced by Satan. God's kingdom is never out-resourced by Satan. Amen. God, hallelujah, owns a count upon a thousand hills. Hallelujah. God owns the gold in the earth, the diamonds in the earth. Amen. All of the, the precious gems in the earth, they belong to God. And he's given us the key to go inside and get what we need. Now let's go inside. You still, you're still asking God. God, heal my body. God said, I gave you the key. You need healing? Go in the kingdom and get your healing. Say, Lord, I got a financial problem. I don't know how to work. God said, I gave you the key. Y'all not hearing me. The problem is we hear the word, but we don't believe the word. We look at our situation. Take your eyes off your situation. Take your eyes off of your lack. Take your eyes off of what you don't see and put your eyes on Jesus. Amen. This is an invisible kingdom. Amen. God is a spirit. They who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I got to see in the spirit realm. Amen. I've got to see resources. I've got to see money. I've got to see healing. I've got to see what I need and know that I've got the key.
go inside and get what I need. Bind up what I need to bind up for myself. I gathered all this mind. Oof, Lord have mercy. Ah, you ever, you know, sometimes there's two-sided tape. And so the tape tapes on both sides. For us as Christians, we're like two-sided. When you go in the kingdom, stuff starts sticking to you. Ah, ah, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I need to, I need to lose some things. Yeah, I need to get rid of some things. Ooh, and the stuff that needs to be free in my life, I need to free that up so that I can, it can, it can begin to work and, and operate for me. But the important thing is, I've got the key. I got the key. We, 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 we stuck to the, we, we heard the binding and the loosening, but we didn't pay attention to the key and the access. Pay attention to both of them. This is what you have. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if I've got the key, I don't have to connive. I don't have to cheat. I don't have to steal. I don't have to cozy up the people so that I can get money. Oh, my God. You don't understand what I'm saying. When I was in Liberia several years ago, I said to them, and we taught from the fact that the church is the conscience of the nation. If the church is the conscience of the nation, then we can't allow the world to be paying our salaries. Because if I go into government, and this, I know people don't agree to this, but if I go into government, and government is paying my salary, I got to be real careful what I say. Because the one who holds the reins, it has cut my salary. Now, we don't see that so much in the United States, but it happens. But when you're in countries like Liberia, and people are poor, and pastors are poor, and they're struggling, they're trying to establish a church, and they get in government. Because everybody wants to work for the government. Because that's where the money is. They're getting money from all of these countries, and they're putting it in their pockets. One lady told Pastor Amos, said, they say that... They gave it for the people. I'm one of the people. I just get mine first. Y'all didn't catch that either. But you got to be real careful. You can't, you can't, you can't cozy up the people just so you can get money. You got to cozy up to God. Got to cozy up to God. Let God supply. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 and because we've not, we've not seen and understood or embraced who we are, we've not given the right image to the world that we ought to give to the world. And then people laughed at us. But part of us know that the true church of the, church of the Lord Jesus Christ operates in power. Our concern is glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that regardless of what the world does, we come out victorious. Because in the end, Satan and all of his demons are going to be cast in that lake that burns with fire and brimstone. And everybody who followed them 
Everybody's not going to go to heaven, saints. Sad to say. Everybody's not going to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except he comes by me. The only way into the kingdom on earth, which we don't see with our natural eye, is the rule of Christ in our hearts and our lives, is that we yield our lives to Jesus. We allow him to become the Lord of our lives. Because Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves and what nobody else could do. God's righteous law says, the soul that sins shall surely die. God could not go back on his law. He's not a liar. Doesn't go back on his law. But he had to make a way for mankind to be saved. So what he did is he comes to the earth in the form of a man in Jesus Christ. Jesus gives his life, sheds his blood. Well, let me back up. Because the Holy Spirit planted the seed in Mary's womb. That's why it's a virgin birth. She had no connection with, with no sexual intercourse with, with Joseph. There was no human DNA past. Oh, you know, God is a miraculous God. Because I think, I could be wrong, I'm not a scientist, but DNA has to be passed through the blood. So, must not have been, a, been an um, umbiblical cord attached to Jesus. Because he had no human DNA. The righteous son of God died on the cross, gave his life, shed his blood because the law says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And God rejected the sacrifices of the Old Testament system. But he made a substitute. He sent Jesus. Jesus satisfied the righteous requirement of God's law. He died for you. He died for you. He died for me. People are saying that I don't want to be a part of the church. I don't want to see the need for the church. Jesus is Lord of the church. It's not just seeing a need for the church. It's just seeing a need for Jesus. And when you submit to Jesus, you want to be a part of his body with all of our imperfections. You need Jesus. If you're not saved today, you need Christ Jesus in your life. You may not, you'll never, you, right now you can't see the full impact of accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. But the greatest thing that God did for you was he provided a way to accept you. Because outside of Christ, God has not accepted you. Outside of Christ, God has not accepted you. When we pray for people who are not saved, unless God has mercy on them, our prayers are being wasted unless we're praying for their salvation. Because the provision that God has for me as his son 
It's not the same. The, the, the unbeliever can't have the same provision that I have. The unbeliever doesn't have access to the kingdom. Stop lying to people. That unbeliever doesn't have the key. I don't care if it's your mama. I don't care if it's your dad. I don't care if it's your son or your daughter. That unbeliever does not have the access that the believer has. It only comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Joining a building and joining a people does not get it. It's giving your life to Jesus, accepting the provision that God made for your salvation. It's the Europeans that taught that made Christianity the state religion. It's a European that made people feel like all you got to do is just join the church. Everybody in the empire is a Christian now. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's the Christianity that came to America. When the settlers came from Europe, it came to America. They did the same thing when they did their mission work in Africa. They took the wrong message. You got to be born again. Got to be. So today, if there's anybody here, maybe you thought you were in Christ because you joined the church and maybe you thought you were all right. Maybe you need to rethink that if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want that personal relationship with Jesus, we just sing a song, we offer Christ to you. I offer Christ to you today. He's available for you if you want to receive him. If you're watching me online and you want to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, I'm going to lead you in a prayer of confession. It has to be your will. Because we pray the prayer doesn't mean that, that it happens. This is a decision of your will. And the Lord knows your heart. I don't know your heart. But don't lie to yourself. Make sure you want to accept Jesus. He is the only access you have to God. I thank God for mama's prayers. But I can't say that mama's prayer saved me because I had to come to the place that I accepted Christ for myself. So if you're here today and you want to receive Jesus, we're going to pray. Lift up your hands if you want to receive Jesus. If you want to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, I want to pray for you today. If you're watching me online, we're getting ready to pray. And I want you to repeat after me in the sanctuary. You raise your hand because you want to receive Christ as Savior and your Lord. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I believe that you died on the cross to satisfy God's righteous requirement so that I could be saved. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. I accept you, Lord, and your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. For me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. 
Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I receive you now. Thank you for saving me. It's in the precious name of Jesus. We all pray together and say together, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you want to make a public profession of your faith in Christ, I want you to come now. Not we'll talk to you after worship. If you're watching us online, I want you to let us know so we can make personal contact with you. We want to follow up with you. The information should be on the screen so that you can write to us and give us your, let us know about the decision that you've made and give us your contact information. Now, if there's anyone who wants to connect with this ministry, we don't want to leave today. There's someone that the Lord is leading to connect with this ministry uh, or rededicate your life to Jesus. We want to give you that opportunity to do so right now. If you want, if you want to connect with the ministry, if you want to come down front, we'll receive you. If you want to rededicate your life, we want to pray with you, the prayer of rededication to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. We're going to move right into Holy Communion. And following Holy Communion after the benediction, oh, we also have to pray and consecrate our leaders. So right before Holy Communion, I want to pray for our leaders. And you have been appointed to serve uh, and accept few weeks ago I didn't change most appointments I did not change so if you were serving and you you can to continue to serve in 2024 at this time before we go into Holy Communion I want to pray for and bless our leaders so I want you to come to the altar now all of our leaders all of you praise the name of Jesus hallelujah Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want our praise team to come to the altar. You lead in praise and worship. Praise and worship ministry. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to anoint my elders first and ask them to assist me in anointing everyone else. Lift your hands to the Lord. Leadership is a sacred trust that the Lord has placed in your hands. I want you to see that. Come on up, Elder Fly. Yeah. I want you to understand that. We are, we are not serving just because I asked you to serve. But it's a sacred trust that the Lord has given you because of your gifts and your abilities. One of the things we ask you to do, make sure you're consecrated to the Lord, committed to this ministry, Committed to serve and committed to lead. Leaders lead. Amen. Whatever assignment is given to you, do it as unto the Lord. And if when you do it as unto the Lord, you will 
you will do what God wants you to do. And your people will be blessed. Sister Nikki, I believe you're a leader with the ushers. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise. She's okay. She's okay. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. Lift your hand, Elder. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to serve. As elders in this ministry, I thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's upon each one of these elders' lives. You place them in the position, God, so that it can be an example to others and assist in this work. Anoint them afresh. For the assignments have been given to them. Thank you for wisdom and revelation. Thank you for power and might. Thank you for boldness. Lord, to proclaim your word and to speak your word to give wisdom and to give direction in this ministry. Thank you, Lord, for them holding up my hands and seeing that the work doesn't become too great for me, but that the load is shared. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for each one of these, your people. Just begin to anoint. Amen. Thank you for every leader that's signed the tabernacle of praise. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Your anointing destroys the yoke. Your anointing removes the burden. Your anointing causes us to be effective in all of our ways. Thank you, Lord. That we are an effective ministry. Effective in all that we do. And that as we serve, your people are blessed. And your kingdom is advanced in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We say another yes to your will and another yes to your way. We give ourselves to you, Lord, not out of compulsion, but because we love you. And we want to see your kingdom advance. Go before us. Lead the way. Strengthen us with all might in the Holy Ghost. Grant us all wisdom and revelation. Counsel and might. Help us to operate in your power. And Lord, we pray for the mind of Christ. that your mind will be infused in us, that we will think like you, live like you, love like you, serve like you. Help us to maintain the unity of the Spirit 
and the bond of peace. And help us, Lord, to represent you well. In the sanctuary and out of the sanctuary. Through this leadership, Lord, thank you, Father, that this community and the communities that we live in will be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.